0: Welcome back to The Crone of Temple, Texas. For those of you who have listened the past few months, you've gathered there's a theme that Barbara is talking about. How closely does Christmas and our view of Jesus align with what was intended? This episode is the last of the season. We end this 2021 season of The Crone of Temple, Texas on a topic that has to do with two ways to portray Jesus, the literal and the metaphorical. According to Barbara, problems arise when we try to portray an image of Jesus as literal that is clearly not anything close to reality. So what are we supposed to do? Today Barbara will be reading an excerpt from a 1999 issue of Connections.
1: Several years ago during the Christmas season, I saw an interesting full page ad in several city newspapers. Filling the whole page was the drawing of a man working at a wooden carpenter's bench and a toddler playing on the floor beside him. The man wore a long loose garment and was using a primitive hammer. Everything in the picture was clearly meant to show the setting in which the earthly Jesus lived. The toddler was plump, blond, and light-skinned like the man. A circle of light was on top of the toddler's head. He was playing with some huge metal nails. Two boards, one shorter than the other, were prominent on the floor beside him. The light from an open doorway spotlighted him and made his body cast a distinct shadow. The shadow, however, wasn't shaped like his body. It was shaped like a cross. Superimposed on the picture were these words. Most of us spend our lives seeking our destiny. One man created his own. It began in a manger and led to a cross, and it included you. At the bottom was this message. If you would like to know Jesus as Savior and as Lord, call and then the phone number and address of a chain of craft supply stores. I appreciated the fact that a large business corporation, especially one whose business depends a lot on people buying Christmas wrappings and decorations, had bought an expensive ad space in a lot of newspapers to promote the true meaning of Christmas. But the portrayal of Jesus bothered me. The words seemed to imply that Jesus created his own destiny and that we can create ours in the same way, by using only our individual human resources to become whatever we happen to want to be. To me, that doesn't seem an accurate portrayal, either of Jesus or of human beings. The picture bothered me even more, however. It gave Jesus physical characteristics that a native of Bethlehem 2,000 years ago undoubtedly didn't have. It made him look like a baby of Northern European descent. Far too often Christians of that descent smugly act as if Jesus were a member of their group alone. Too often that keeps them from seeing the worth of others. Do you have a mental picture of Jesus? If so, what is it like and where did it come from? Some of our mental pictures, like some paintings and printed pictures that claim to be Jesus, seem very different from what the earthly Jesus must have really looked like. Especially if we're Anglo-American, many of us think of Jesus looking a lot like ourselves and the other people at our typical worship services, Sunday school classes, workplaces, family gatherings, and leisure activities. That may be largely because many paintings and drawings that claim to be Jesus make him look Anglo-American. Portraying Jesus that way gives a false picture of him. More important, it can contribute to the unjust domination of other racial ethnic groups by Anglo-Americans. Claiming Jesus a part of that one group makes other groups look less valuable. Picturing Jesus as looking like ourselves can be helpful in some ways but unhelpful or even harmful in others. It can help us remember that Jesus is accessible to us and cares about us, but it can keep us from remembering that Jesus also cares about the people who don't look or act like us.
0: Barbara, over the past several months I've gotten to know you pretty well, but I never want to assume that I know why you have a question or a problem with something. So what is it about the picture of the carpenter and a baby Jesus that you dislike?
1: Well, I just thought this particular picture was so unrealistic. It showed this plump little blonde toddler that was representing Jesus. Of course, you could say, well, that wasn't meant to be an actual picture of what Jesus looked like. It was simply a a symbolic or metaphorical statement, just like some words might have been. But still, it was realistic enough of a little white baby to make it seem that that's the kind of a little baby Jesus would have been. And that's obviously not what Jesus would have looked like. And then the the words also bothered me to say, most of us spend our lives seeking our destiny. One man created his own. It began in a manger. And led to a cross. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure that we can say Jesus created his own destiny. And I'm—I feel sure that none of us, and hum, as humans, really create our own destiny. We may do some things that influences what our future turns out to be. But destiny, to me, means something that is. Known in advance, not something that, that develops as a result of cause and effect, so that I don't see us as creating our own destiny. I don't think we create just what our life will turn out to be. We do some things that undoubtedly influence it, but I don't think we can totally determine it.
0: Many would argue that is one of the things that make uh, individuals succeed, rugged individualism, that we each as individuals have to set our destiny and go out and make something of ourselves. However, that isn't necessarily as easy as uh, people think, especially if uh, someone starts out at a disadvantage, right?
1: I think that any person who was starting out with a lack of economic opportunity or other kind of personal advantages. If they read something like that, they would think it was saying they could create their own future, that just all it took was just deciding to have a certain kind of future or even uh, trying to work toward it. And I think that, that would be very discouraging to someone who, had a a very hard life without a lot of advantages because it would sound like that all it took was just for them to uh, work hard and decide to have a certain kind of future and I think that is not necessarily possible it may be possible to some extent for some people but it's not possible in general for any of us to just make up our minds ahead of time and want to work toward a certain future and find that it all falls into place just like we wanted it to. That we can't exert that kind of control over what our future will turn out to be like.
0: This isn't the first time you've talked about the way in which we portray Jesus just probing questions here is there anything wrong with portraying him in our own eyes as a blue hair or a blue-eyed and blonde-haired Jesus does it somehow imply that a blue-eyed Jesus is better than a middle eastern Jesus
1: well i think it probably does given that it is put in the setting of uh, where Uh, a majority of the population are like that. I mean when it's when it's printed in papers that probably went to mostly white people then I think that's the message it's giving is sort of like uh, Jesus is like us. I think that that it would have given a very different message if the baby had been maybe African American. We would have known then that it was only meant to carry a metaphoric message and that it wasn't intended to really be what Jesus was like. I don't think that it's clear that that's the kind of message that this, this blonde baby Jesus gives.
0: Barbara, you state, portraying Jesus that way gives a false picture of him. Not only that, it can contribute to the unjust domination of other racial or ethnic groups by Anglo-Americans. What do you mean by this? What forms of unjust domination do you see resulting?
1: I think to somehow picturing ourselves as being in the same group with Jesus is a very arrogant sort of thing to do, you know, to say Jesus is a member of my group, which is in a way what it says to show a picture of Jesus that looks like our kind of person. Uh, that says something about um, Jesus is not a member of these other people's group he's a member only of our group it's sort of like picturing God as male you know it makes it seem like God is one of the men's group and that says something about the people that are, that are in the other group, that it's lesser in some sense.
0: So do you think that that ultimately subconsciously contributes to uh, a white supremacy or even just an American supremacy?
1: Some of both, because I think um, these, these typical unrealistic pictures of a white-looking Jesus do look more or less American compared to a lot of the other people of the world. Maybe that was more true when the U.S. Popula- population was was much less diverse than it is now, when white people were a a much higher percentage of the U.S. population than they are now.
0: Barbara, I like how you move past the physical description of Jesus, how you recognize the problems that could come about from that, but you think there are alternatives we should consider, specifically the metaphorical. You actually have some engaging language uh, in your connections. Um, So would you read a little further from that article, the part talking about the two ways to portray Jesus?
1: If we want to portray Jesus visually, it seems to me that there are only two ways that make sense. One is to make our best effort to show what the human earthly Jesus probably looked like based on the best information available to us about Jewish natives of first-century Palestine. This wouldn't include light-colored skin or blonde, smooth-textured hair or the facial features typical of northern European ancestry. The other way is to acknowledge that we are portraying Jesus metaphorically rather than literally, in order to show our belief that the eternal Christ is the personal Savior, God, and friend of all kinds of people. For this purpose, we could show Jesus with African-American, Hispanic, or Asian features, for example. Some churches now do this. We might even dare to show a female Jesus, as a much criticized artwork did several years ago. We could picture a first century Jesus in robe and sandals sometimes, and a Jesus wearing jeans and walking in a shopping mall at other times. Doing that isn't claiming that the earthly Jesus lived in this century or was female, Hispanic, African American, European, or Asian. That would be ridiculous. Instead, portraying Jesus with different physical and cultural features is saying through visual symbolism that Jesus' human physical characteristics weren't what was important about him any more than his typical first-century Palestine sandals and robes were. Features like those weren't what made him the Christ who is our Savior and is with us always. They were merely a part of being human at a particular time and place. What promotes injustice is our failure to make clear to ourselves and other people the difference between these two ways of portraying Jesus. We don't acknowledge that showing him with light skin and hair and European facial features is unrealistic. In addition, by using common Anglo portraits and putting these portraits in so many church buildings, we create the false impression that such portraits can be taken literally as if they were photographs of the earthly Jesus. Maybe the only reasonable and honest route is either to use no visual images of Jesus or to use a wide variety. What leads us astray is using only one kind, especially if that one is unrealistic, and that's what we tend to do.
0: So we have the literal portrayal of Jesus, but then we also have the metaphorical can you talk about those a little?
1: I think the, the literal, I just simply would portray him as looking like a person from what we now call the Middle East. And for one thing, it would be kind of jolting because of the way there is so much conflict between um American and and european countries and the people that live in the middle east and it it would it would kind of look like it was lumping jesus in the same category with saddam hussein or um oh what's the other the guy that was killed
0: osama bin laden yes thank you
1: i think to see a A Middle Eastern-looking picture that was intended to be Jesus would rub us the wrong way because the people that look like that today are people that we have very negative opinions about to a great extent, but this other way of portraying Jesus, which was like the There's a statue or painting of something called the Black Messiah. There was um, a statue, I think, several years ago of a female person hanging on a cross that was obviously intended to be portraying a female Jesus. I think those are jolting to a lot of people because they are so far from being Uh, realistic we know that Jesus was not a woman and so to see a woman intended to picture Jesus I think just makes people think oh how ridiculous but but the idea that those kind of portrayals are intended to give is clearly a symbolic one that's that's saying Jesus is not just part of the white male group, but Jesus has a relation to all kinds of people, including females, black ones, or, or whatever. And I think, say, for a, a largely African-American church congregation, to have a, a picture of an African-American-looking Jesus on the walls would be very understandable it'd be a way of saying jesus relates to me
0: so how does this promote injustice you you state that you know what what promotes injustice is our failure to make clear to ourselves and to other people the differences between these two ways of portraying jesus
1: well i think it it promotes injustice because it can give us the impression that Jesus is literally, realistically, a member of our group, and that we are the ones that are important to Jesus. And therefore, that could lead us to treat other kinds of people who were not like us as unimportant and not worthy of being treated. Kindly.
0: Barbara, this conversation comes at a critical time. As we move into a new year, let's commit to working toward imaging Jesus and reflecting his message to the best of our ability. Often that starts with assessing our current beliefs and life choices, which we've done well this season. As you know, this is our final episode of this season. We'll be back next year with new episodes and fresh topics. As always, leave a comment, share with a friend, and if you haven't done so, visit connectionsonline.org for more articles by Barbara Wendland. Barbara does enjoy hearing from her listeners, so please feel free to email her directly. Visit her website to get in touch. Thank you for listening to The Crone of Temple, Texas.